0: Tonight, we're going to talk about a topic that I'm pretty sure no one here has ever endured. We're going to talk about quitting points, right? Everybody in here never faced quitting points, right, before in their lives. Like, everybody just, no, no struggle, everything was easy, right, right? Yeah, that's what I th- thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, tonight, we're going to talk about quitting points, and uh, we're in a series called Run Your Race. And it's kind of interesting because I don't do much running, as you can tell. But I don't, because I don't like to race. In fact, my wife, Katie, she's always like, uh-huh, let's go walk around Lilo Kalani Park. And I always ask her why. Because <laughs> she's, like, she's like, for exercise, I was like, no, no, no. See, for me, exercise has to be competitive, okay? So I'm not going to just walk around Lilo Kalani Park. I got I to, gotta, there has to be a competitive edge. See, I like sports, but I don't like running. But interestingly enough, in many sports, you got to run. And one of the sports that I really love is basketball. Anybody love basketball? I love basketball. Uh, and so I remember a couple years ago, uh, if you hear Pastor Sheldon speak, uh, almost every Sunday we used to go play basketball, whether at a park or a gym. And so it was, it was a Sunday after church, and so we were playing basketball down at uh, Boys and Girls Club. And so we were playing basketball, playing basketball, and, and I love playing basketball, Okay because I just love it, because if you're like me, uh, you don't have to always run. There's two sides of the court. You stay on one side sometimes longer than the other side, right? So, so we're playing, and so we're, we're running, and uh, like I said, I'm competitive. So I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, and all of a sudden, as I'm running, I get, I get to mid-court, and all of a sudden, boom, side pain. Why? Because uh, the reason why I don't like to run for no reason is because running equals hot, which means I'm going to get hot, then I'm going to have to drink something to keep me cool so that I can keep going. So we, when we play basketball, we play, like, several times, and it's just pickup games, but we play a lot. We, we play for, like, three hours. And so sometimes, so what I did was prior to that game, I was, like, just drinking Gatorade like nobody's business, okay? I was just drinking Gator, drinking Gator, and all of a sudden, we're running around, playing basketball, and all of a sudden, boom, side pain hits, and I'm like, ah, ah, and Pastor Sheldon looks at me, he's like, what's going on, your leg, your ankle, sore, you did you hurt yourself, I'm like, ah, side pain, side pain, and he looked at me, and he's like, really? <laughs> side pain, it's like, ah, sore, now, it wasn't the first time I had side pain when I played basketball, I would always get side pain. And so I remember running, 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 and, uh, and so uh, every time I'd pl- get side pain during basketball, I'd, I'd go sit on the bench. I'd be like, oh, oh, sub, 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 somebody come jump on the court. And so we're playing basketball, and, and, and Pastor Sheldon looks at me, and he's like, side pain, for real? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, brother, the way you look, like you, you broke your ankle or something. And <laughs> I'm like, no, side pain. He's like, hey, listen, you get two options. You can either sub out or you can play through it. Now I'm a, like, I, I, I think to myself, hey, I'm a strong guy, you know, I'm a strong guy, I can, I can man up, right, at the same time, I was saying, oh, but, you know, that bench looks really nice, I can rest, you know, <laughs> feel better, and then jump back in, and so, my Pastor Shannon was like, no, you play through it, play through it, and I was like, okay, I'll try, and so, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run as fast as I can, which isn't that fast at all anyway, but, um, And so I'm running and running and running, and and, and all of a sudden, I I realized something. The pain went away. And there I am, playing basketball. The pain that I encountered, sooner than later, left. And I got to continue playing the game. Now, I can't remember how many baskets I made, but that's okay, because it's not about baskets tonight, right? (laughs) It's about quitting points. See, Tonight, we're going to talk about quitting points. And one thing I learned, even in that moment, was no matter what happens in our lives, we're going to face them. See, the reality is, you have a race set before you that God has set before you to run. And in every race that has to be run, you're also going to face quitting points. Now, some of these quitting points can feel like side pain. But others, there are times of pain and hardships, doubts, challenges, setbacks, and even failures. And when we face these moments, the reality is that many times we want to just give up, give in, throw in the towel, close up shop, and be done. But we can't stop quitting points from showing up in the race of our lives. Yet, we can choose to overcome them by applying three principles that will help us stay in the race and run to win the prize. Pastor Sheldon has been reading from Hebrews 12, and we're going to read from there. If you have your Bibles, you can go ahead and take it out. And if you don't have it, it's okay, because I'll read it to you. But we're going to look at Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says this, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. If you're taking notes tonight, the first way how we overcome quitting points is this. We got to focus. Focus. We got to focus. Hebrews twelve two says it right there. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus. See, my question to you tonight in that part is this. What are you focusing on as you're running the race God has set before you? Are you focusing on many things? Or are you focusing on just one thing? See, the reality is, if, if, you, if you ever looked at something, if you ever focused on one thing, if you just focus on one thing, that becomes so clear that everything else starts to kind of fade away. But you can also focus on many things. But if you focus on many things, it becomes blurry. See, a lot of times we're focused on so many things, but we're not focused on what really counts. We're not focused on God. See, when we focus on God, everything else starts to fade away and get clearer. But a lot of times we focus on many things. We don't just focus on the race. We focus on what's going on at home, at work, with our kids, with our families, with our friends. We, we focus on so many other things that that's why we start to feel like we're going to quit because we're not focused. See, in any race, we have to be focused if we want to win. I remember one time I was in fifth grade and uh, they allowed us to bring our, our bikes to school. And this was back at Wakawaina. And so uh, I brought my bike down, and we were riding our bike all in the field. And so we're riding our bike, riding our bike, and I'm focused because I'm in fifth grade, which means I'm like nine years old, okay? And I'm riding my bike, riding my bike, riding my bike. And so I'm trying to race with my friends, okay, because we want to see who's the fastest. And so I'm racing, I'm racing, we're racing, we're racing, I'm I'm riding my bike, riding my bike, focused. And all of a sudden, the girl I like, see, that's why, see, you got to be focused. That's what I learned. See, the, the, the girl that I liked all of a sudden appeared on the side, and so I looked, and I looked, and I smiled, yeah? okay? You, you, you guys saw the Usain Bolt picture when he was running so fast, he smiled at the, at the finish line? That's what I thought I was, I was doing. I was smiling, looking at the girl I liked, thinking, oh, I'm fine because I'm racing, only to realize that there was a huge rock on the ground, and I didn't see it until my face ended up in it. So I ate it, I ate it big time. Trust me, that wasn't good to do in front of the girl that I liked. <laughs> and then all my friends were like, "Ah, oh, you lost, ah, oh, you lost," and they're making fun of me. And I'm like, "Oh, I don't, you know, you're nine, you know, you're nine, you're nine years old, so you're gonna do what any nine-year-old would do, right? Cry." <laughs> and so I'm crying, but the reality was, I didn't, I didn't win the race. Why? Because I wasn't focused. I allowed something to throw my focus off. You know, it's easy to be distracted when we take our eyes off the Lord. See, when we take our eyes off of Jesus, a lot of times all we'll see is junk. See, we take our eyes off of Jesus, and all of a sudden, all the negative things in our lives shows up. All the junk, all the problems. And if we're not careful... That junk will have more impact on the race because we're only focusing on it. Now, tonight, we're going to look at three people in the Bible that face quitting points. And the first one is Joseph. Joseph in the Bible, you can find him in Genesis 37, uh, chapters 37 to 50. But I want you, if many of us, we know the story of Joseph. If you don't know, it's okay. I'm going to recap him real quick. But take a look at Joseph. Joseph was on a race that God had called him to run. And on this race, he experienced several moments in which he could have gave up and quit. I mean, this is Joseph who actually says God gave him a dream. And so God gives Joseph a dream and and he tells his brothers and his brothers love him so much. No, they didn't. They were jealous. And so what did they do? They actually planned to kill him. One of the brothers was like, wait, 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 that's a really bad idea. How about we sell him to slavery? And so he, Joseph gets sold into slavery. He gets sold into slavery, but where he gets sold into slavery, he actually is so good that the person makes him the head of the house. And so here's Joseph, who has a dream from the Lord, gets sold into slavery from his brothers, gets put high into the place of his master, a high place in, of his master, only for his master's wife to accuse him of doing something that he didn't do. And now Joseph now gets thrown into prison. Prison for doing something he, he hadn't even done. And then as he's in prison, he, he, he actually uh, helps someone who also had a dream and, and helps explain what their dream meant. And that person tells me, you know what? I promise as I'm released, I'm going to get the Pharaoh to release you. And what happens? The person forgets all about Joseph. And Joseph now waiting in prison. And then finally the guy remembers. The cupbearer remembers. Hey, there's this guy in prison that, uh, that, that uh, allowed, uh, explained to me the dream I was having. And, and, Frau, you're having this dream that nobody else can tell you. So, so let, me, let me bring him to you. And now here comes Joseph out of prison. Put, set into a place of power actually realizing the dream that God gave him because if it wasn't for Joseph, all of God's people would have died. See, it's it's so crazy because Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a race to run, but he could have quit because he faced so many quitting points along the way, but he didn't quit. He didn't give up. He didn't look at God and say, this is unfair. He looked at God and said, okay, I know you're with me. And you know what's funny is if you ever get time to read Genesis 37-50 and you read the stories of Joseph, you know what I love about the fact that every time that it says Joseph goes through a hardship, this is what the the Bible says, the Lord was with him. See, a lot of times when we face our quitting points, we forget the Lord is with me. Why don't we realize that? Because we're not focusing on him. We're focusing on everything else. See, if we if the Lord isn't our focus, then everything else is going to blur our vision. Genesis 50-20, when all is said and done, when Joseph realizes the dream that God gave to him, he says this, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. And you know who he's saying this to? His brothers. His brothers who think, man, Joseph's now going to kill us. He's going to get rid of us. He's going he's to he's throw us in prison. He's going to do the worst to us because we did the worst to him. And I love it how Joseph says, but God intended. See, that goes to show Joseph was focused on God no matter what came his way. When things come your way, when, when things come our way, do we... So quickly, look at what's coming our way, or do we keep our, keep our eyes fixed on Jesus? See, quitting points stop us from experiencing the desires and dreams that God has for us. If you're here tonight and you didn't realize that, I want you to know that. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. many of us, we hear it a lot. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to give you a hope and a future. You have a plan. God has a dream for your life. But alongside that dream, you're going to have to go through some mountains and some valleys. You're going to face some quitting points. But if you keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, you're going to get through it. Why? Not because of you, but because of where you choose to stand. You choose to stand with him because you're focused on him. See, I realize that uh, throughout my life, throughout my walk with Jesus, if you ever thought that your life with Jesus was going to be easy, it ain't. Right? The moment you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it gets harder. And there's so many times that quitting points are going to come up. I remember the very first one. It was right before, or it was right after I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. It was right after I, f- I heard him say, you're called to speak to the next generation. You're called to be a youth pastor. See, I, I heard that calling loud and clear. And so I... I, I was serving, I was doing all these things, and then I made, a, I made one mistake, and it set me back because I failed. And when I was caught in that moment, when I was caught in that place where I felt like, you know what, I'm about to quit this race even before I even get started. And trust me, there is everything in anyone telling me you should quit or you shouldn't quit. There are so many reasons why I shouldn't have continued. There's so many reasons why I should have just threw in the towel and said, you know what, I screwed up, God. I screwed up big time. I'm sorry. Forget that. Forget this calling and just give me another one. Or you know what, it's okay. I'm going to just suffer. That word suffer came up a lot. And it was like, and, and the Lord just continued to say, listen, you can either choose to suffer without me or you can, you can choose to suffer with me. Where are you going to be? Are you going to quit? Are you going to throw in the towel? Because if you, the moment you throw in the towel, the moment you walk, away, the, the moment you quit, the moment you give up is the moment you're walking away from me. If you're going to suffer, suffer with me. And I had to, I had to go through a lot. And what happened was, God said, "Just keep your eyes fixed on me. Don't let any, don't let the circumstances, don't let what happened." Uh, Derail you. Yes, this is a quitting point for you, but this is also a moment where you can say, let's do something new. If you keep your eyes fixed on me, focus on me, I'll get you, th- I'll, I'll get you through it. Because you're going to be focused on me. And when you're focused on me, I change your circumstances. I change your life. But you focus on me and you watch you'll be able to continue to run the race. And thank the Lord I did. Every time I see those youth, every time I get to speak here, every every time I get to love on people, I'm reminded that the first thing that has to come is focusing on the Lord. When hard times come your way, they're going to come. But so is the Lord. The Lord is right there. Just focus on him. Because here's the reality is, as much as this run is about me, As much as the race that God is calling you to run, as much as it's about you, it is more about what he wants in you. See, when life starts to give you reasons to quit, remember the reason to keep going. Proverbs 4.25 says it like this, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. The second thing to overcome our quitting points is this, faith, faith. Hebrews 12.2 continues in this, We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. You know, faith is such, a, such an interesting topic not because of what people believe it is, but the, the reality of what it is. Because when it comes to faith, the question we've got to ask ourselves is this. It's not where is our faith. It's is our faith circumstantial or dedicated? Is it circumstantial or is it committed? Now, I, I, I love football. Yeah. I said I love sports. I, I, so I love football. And so one Sunday after church, many years ago, we were playing uh, flag football outside, and there was just a couple of us. And so we're playing flag football, and and this is how much faith we have in playing football. Uh, the weather wasn't the greatest. Yeah, okay? the weather wasn't the greatest. It was raining, and so we're like, ah, we're gonna just play. We'll just play. We'll have fun. And and there was like maybe six of us, so it wasn't a big group of us. It was just it was just three on three, and so we're playing. We're playing. Playing. This is how much we love football, because as we're playing, we hear up the mountain thunder. Boom. And I think the first time we heard it thunder, we're like, oh, guys, uh, is that thunder? Because you know what comes with thunder, right? Lightning. You know what lightning does, right? And so we look at each other, we're like, what? And, and, and this, is how, this is how dedicated and dumb we were. We kept playing. And so now it's raining, there's thunder, the storm starts moving down the mountain, we can see it. And so we're playing, we're playing, having so much fun, and then we see lightning. And we're like, oh. And you might think, oh, it's pretty epic, because it was pretty epic. We were laughing about it. It's like, oh, it's epic. We're playing fo- uh, football, and there's thunder and lightning, ah. And then reason comes in, and like, you might die. <laughs> oh. I think we play like maybe two more plays after we, the first time we saw lightning, and then the thunder and lightning came together, and then we're like, nah, we're over, we're done. Okay, shoots, and we rent. And the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of times we'll see the storm and get freaked out about it. We'll see the circumstances. When it comes to our faith, we'll, we'll, do we do that? Do we see the storm and go, man, I, I, I'm scared of the storm? Or are we willing to have faith that maybe sometimes it seems dumb at, at times, but focused on the Lord? See, the, reality, the best thing I can say is this. Quitting points will not only reveal the nature of our faith, but it will also present us with another opportunity to develop our faith. See, faith says that no matter what has happened, I still Believe. Some of you uh, earlier this month, you watched the Super Bowl, and if you watched this year's Super Bowl, it's a very interesting Super Bowl. Some of you know where I'm going with this. You were cheering for a team, and they were winning, and you're like, "Wow, they're gonna they're gonna beat the other guys." And then the second half came, and then the other guys started scoring. Eventually, they tied the game and went into overtime. And then the other guys won. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Falcons versus Patriots. Now, here's what I loved, here's what I loved about the game. Uh. I was one of the guys who thought the other team was gonna win. And I was like, oh, I guess the dynasty is over. And then I watched the game go on. And I was like, good thing none of not, good thing my team wasn't even in the game, so I really don't care. <laughs> but here's what I loved. Uh, Julian Edelman, who plays for the New England Patriots, if you guys saw that game, he made that unbelievable catch. Okay? that catch that pretty much saved the game for the Patriots. And I love it because the next night, he's on uh, Jimmy Fallon, and Jimmy Fallon is grilling him because he's grilling him. and Bill Belichick. He's like, you know, you guys had to know you are going to lose, right? Like, you guys were down 20-something points. You had to know you were going to lose the Super Bowl. And this is what Julian Edelman said. He said, no, we just believed. And, he's, and, and so Jimmy looks at him and is like, Come on, man, With that catch? How did you catch that? How did, how did, like, come on, you, you had to know that there was no way you were going to make that comeback. And Julian and Edwin just stayed on that, those three words. I still believe. See, when it comes to faith, when it comes to our quitting points, do we still believe? Or do we throw in the towel? Do we say, no, no, the other team is winning. There's no way we can make a comeback. There's no way we're going to win the game. Let's throw in the towel. Or do we get back on the field and say, hey, we still believe. We still believe. See, a lot of times we let circumstances become the quitting points, not just in the race, but also in our faith. And And there's no one better that had a faith strong when he endured quitting points other than this man named Job. Job faced quitting points. And if you know the story of Job, it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty one. See, when Job experienced loss and tragedy, instead of quitting, he allowed his faith to be developed by the Lord. If you don't know the story of Job, this is what happens. Job, uh, Satan actually comes to God and says to, says the, says to God, Uh, this man Job only worships you because you blessed his life. And God actually allows Satan to throw quitting points towards Job. First, Job loses all of his oxen, his sheep, his camels, along with the farmhands, shepherds, and servants. In other words, Job lost his livelihood. And then, Job loses his children. And if that wasn't enough, Job then loses his health. His wife actually looks at him and tells him, Why why are you still worshiping the Lord? Give up. His friends judge him, they complain to him, they accuse him. And then eventually, Job starts to kind of get frustrated. And at the very end, Job, because he said no to quitting, and yes, to continue to have faith in the Lord, he understands the majesty of who God is. See, if you want to know who God really is, you're not going to find who God is just in the good times. You're going to find the beauty of him when you go through those moments. Job 23.10 Says it like this, but he knows where I am going, and when he tests me, I will come out as pure as gold. In other words, Job was saying, all these quitting points, the moment that I lost my livelihood, the moment that I lost my kids, the moments that I, the moment that I lost my health. All these are tests that after I'm done, because I believe in the Lord, I'm gonna come out shining. See, faith faith isn't about running the race it's about the one who has called you to race and when we choose to have faith even in the quitting points we encounter the fullness of who god is i love the story of job because i think of job it wasn't it wasn't because of just the love that god had for job but it's because how much faith job had To understand who God was. That if you read the very last part of Job, God restores everything. In fact, he doubles it. You see, when we choose to have faith, we encounter the fullness of who God is. As us continue to serve and and grow and, and learn who Jesus was, as I continue to be a part of our church... As I continued to run the race that God had for me, there was a second quitting point that I came, in, and it was a really bad one. Uh, I kid you not. This was a moment where I thought I was going to leave. I was ready to throw in the towel. I had been. I felt like I was wronged. I didn't deserve any of it. And when it comes to the race that God puts on us, you're going to face times of un, of uh, injustice. You're going to feel times of offense. You're going to feel times of, man, it's just not fair. And so I faced that moment. It was my it was my second quitting point. And I remember actually being in the back, right here in this this green room, sitting on a couch, going, "I'm done." I'm like, "Lord, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done. I quit." But thankfully, somewhere along the line, someone came. And they didn't tell me to stay. They didn't tell me to go. All they did was ask me, where is your faith? Because if your faith is in, is in the circumstances that you're going through, Ben, then yeah, quit. But let me tell you for real, that's not faith. That's convenience. See, God has called you to run this race. Are you willing to have the faith to go through whatever comes your way? Are you willing to run in such a way, knowing that God is for you. That at the very end, when you run with faith, you're going to win the prize that he has for you. And, I, and, I, and being transparent, I had to think about it. It was right before we, me, me and Katie got married. And I had to take our honeymoon time to also pray on it. And the whole time, I was doubting if I was going to come back. And then I came back home after a honeymoon. And all I could hear the Lord say is, you're not done yet. Don't be. You're not done yet. I still have more for you to go. But it's up to you. Do you have faith in me that the journey you've gone so far will not compare to what I have for you on the other side? See, Job, I think Job understood that. He had a faith in the Lord that said, hey, if, if God got me here, despite whatever came my way, if God got me here, then he's going to get me there. See, when it comes to our quitting points, we've got to have faith. And in our quitting times, that's the perfect time for the Lord to develop our faith. Because your quitting points are, your quitting points are not going to stop there. They're going to continue to come. But with every quitting point that you put faith in the Lord, he gives you strength to face the next one. That's why we got to have faith. In the, quitting point, in the quitting moments of our lives, we got to develop that faith. See, in that season, I encountered Jesus on a whole new level. I could have quit. I could have given up. But rather than trusting on what I saw was going on, I had faith, that God, I had faith in God that he had a bigger picture A bigger picture than I could even see. James 1.3 says it like this. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. See, you're going to need focus. You're going to need faith when it comes to overcoming uh, uh, overcoming quitting points. And the third one is this, and this is very important. You got to fight. You got to fight. No one enters a race thinking it's going to be easy. Because along the way, you're going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight doubt. You're going to have to fight uh, oh, other things that come your way. You're going to have to fight. Hebrews twelve three says it like this. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. See, my question to you is this. Are you willing to fight for the race that God has for you. Are you willing to fight? Because it takes endurance to run, and running isn't the most comfortable thing to do. It's not. Sitting and staying right where we are is. Going back to basketball, uh, I remember this one time, Pastor Sheldon, uh, they were playing basketball early in the morning, like at 6 o'clock. Okay? And I was, and I just graduated high school. I was just starting to serve here at church, and so uh, Pastor Sheldon like, Pastor Sheldon. We used to meet for uh, devotions. Him and a couple other guys used to meet together at at downtown McDonald's, and so uh, one day he says, "Hey Ben, you should come tomorrow morning," but because we will play basketball. So I was like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. What's up? Like when? Six o'clock in the morning? Huh? Six, six o'clock? I was like." oh, that's early. He's like, yeah, it's early, but if you like play, you, you, you come. So, so uh, that, whole, that night, because okay, when you're a young adult, you got to think, like, okay, if I'm actually going to try and wake up at, at five or six, I got to go, go sleep by this time. okay. Or if I'm not going to go, then I can stay up later. So I was, I was, I was struggling with that. I was like, okay, am I going to go play or am I not going to go play? Well, I ended up going. And so I think I got there a little bit late. I think I got, I got there like six 15 or 6:20, and so by the time I get there, they're already running, they're already playing, and so Pastor thing is some other kids were playing at highly church, uh, the gym, and so they're playing, and so I get in there and and um, I'm like, and they're like sweating already, and they're like, you know, and I'm like, I just I just took a shower, I went up with basketball, and you know, it's six, man, and so and so and so we start, he's, Pastor Sheldon's like, okay, Ben, jump in. Jump in. So, okay, yeah. So I'm playing. I'm playing. And then my mind was like, hey, you're playing basketball. My body, on the other hand, was saying it's 630. (laughs) And so I'm I'm playing basketball. I'm playing basketball. And we're playing with, with like, teenagers and all that. So they're, like, you know, they're whipping it up. You know, they have energy, right? They're going crazy up and down the court running. And I'm, like, the moment I get to this side, they're already on the other side of the court. And then I get to that side, and so I start like walking. Okay, I start just walking, like yeah, just yeah. I'm not gonna get the boy anyway. It's okay. And so I'm walking, and I'm walking, and Pastor Sheldon, Pastor Sheldon, who's not here right now, right? Okay, uh, <laughs> Pastor Sheldon, and Sheldon, in his, his most loving motivation was like, "Everybody, else are, hurry up!" I'm like, I'm, I, I'm like. And, and I'm trying to run. I'm trying to run. And, I'm, and, and he's like, hurry up, hurry up. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And he, he was like, and in my mind, I'm, like, in my heart, I'm like, this is my pastor. I love him. In my mind, I'm going, it's 630. I'm a young adult. I should be sleeping right now. And I'm like, and, and, and so he's like, and then the whole morning playing basketball. <laughs> but then I understood what he was doing. He didn't want me to just show up. He didn't want me to just walk up and down the court. He wanted me to be there for the reason I was there, which is to play basketball. See, I had to fight my body, which I'm still doing, but I had to fight my body to play, to run. Because if not, do you know what I'm going to be? I'm not going to be racing. I'm going to be a spectator. See, Christ is calling you and I to run a race, not spectate the race. You've got to fight. You've got to fight because moments are going to show up in our lives that they're going to tell us to quit. And you've got to fight back against it. See, running moves us forward. And anytime you move forward, you're going to face opposition. See, when God calls us to run a race, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be the hardest thing we're going to ever do. Why? Because it's worth it. You notice how the, the things that are worth the most are the ones you're going to have to put more effort in? Because it's worth it. The third person we're going to look at tonight is Paul. See, Paul endured hardships throughout his race to share the good news of Jesus Christ. With every quitting point that came his way, he continued to fight so that more and more people would come to know Jesus. And if you don't know what Paul had to endure, if you don't know what Paul had to fight through, here's a couple of the things. First, he was thrown into prisons. Second, on numerous times he was whipped and beaten. He was threatened with death constantly. He was shipwrecked three times. He was adrift at sea for over a day and night. He was hungry, thirsty, and cold on so many times, and continued to face danger upon danger. But Paul continued to fight through it. How do I know? Because in 2 Timothy 4, 7, it says this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. See, Paul fought to continue the race that God had set before him. He endured it all rather than quit. He chose to fight, to engage in living his life for the Lord. In fact, Paul went from from being a Pharisee to being a fighter. You see, we can't think that on the race that God has set before us that we aren't going to have to fight. Jesus himself had to fight then we too will have to fight. We can't forget that although God calls us to run, there's an enemy out there who wants us to give up. In fact, he uses the bumps and bruises we experience to push us to quit. And what's worse is that if we throw in the towel, we are more reluctant to never get back. We got to fight. You face a quitting point, you're going to have to fight it. But I love it because when we choose to fight, the Bible says that the Lord the Lord fights for us. If we choose to fight, he fights for us. My third quitting point. <clears throat> I learned from the first two. I learned to focus and I learned to have faith. But by the third one, when the third one came, I learned I had to fight. I had to fight doubt, fear. I had to fight judgment. I had to fight it. Because if if I didn't choose to fight it, then I would have let it kill me. I would have let it kill my dreams. I would have let it stop me from running the race that God was calling me to run. I had to fight it. I love it. Uh, I, f- I love it what Stephen Furtick, who is the lead pastor of Elevation Church, said. Don't ask God to prevent the fight, ask God to provide you the faith to fight. You see, when you hit a quitting point, choose to fight. Because when you do, he gives you the strength and faith to continue to run the race. 1 Timothy 6.12 says it like this. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. We We have to fight. Listen, there is no one that's going to fight for you before you fight for yourself. When you face a quitting point, don't let that beat you up for no reason. Fight back. I'm going to ask Glenn to come up to the keyboard. Tonight, we learned three things, three ways, three principles on how to overcome our quitting points. And as we end, I just want to speak directly to you. A lot of times when you're, on the, when you're running the race that God has set before you, you're going to go through hard times. You are. There's no if, it's just when. And when you face those quitting points. You have two options. You can quit. You can keep going. Now you may be sitting there and you may be saying, that's easy for you to say, you don't know what I'm going through and you know what? You're right. But God does. God knows what you're going through. You might be here tonight and maybe you're saying, I'm going through so much. How do I live the life that God wants me? How do I run this race when I'm going through so much? When I've lost so much? When everything is just falling apart? When it literally feels like I'm going through hell? If that's you tonight, can I say this to you? If you find yourself feeling like you're going through hell, then fight through it. Because hell was never a place for you to start. Fight through it. If you're here tonight and you're going through something, know this: you're not alone. that the very one that calls you to run the race is right there with you. You look through the lives of Joseph, you look through the lives of Paul and, and Job, you look through everybody's life, throughout the Bible, you look through the lives sitting here tonight. God is still with you. God is never going to call you to a race that he's not going to be there for you. We got to to understand that. One thing I always tell our youth is this. If you think life is going to be easy, the moment you said yes to Jesus, you're wrong. But the moment you said yes to Jesus, it's your life now became worth everything that comes your way. Run the race that God has set before you. When these quitting points come up, focus on the Lord, focus on Jesus. Let everything else fade away. Let that moment be a moment to develop your faith, to encounter who God really is. And don't forget, fight, engage in living a life for Jesus. You might be here tonight and maybe you were running the race, but things came up and you stopped. And maybe you're thinking, there's no way I can run back, there's no way I can continue in this race, continue. Listen, if you think that, let me tell you right now, you still have time to say, I'm back in the run. I'm back in the race. Because with every breath we take is a breath we make in this race. Tonight, wherever you're at, whatever race God has set before you, run. Run so that you can say the exact same thing the Apostle Paul said, which is I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race. Let's live like that. God says to you and I, we have a plan. We have a hope and a future. Let's let's never stop running until we receive that. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me as we pray? Lord, tonight, we just come before you. And Lord, the reality is, Lord, we all have a race set before us. You have called us to run a race, each and every one of us. With each and every race that we have, Lord, there's gonna be moments that is gonna be hard, it's gonna be tough, challenging. We're gonna wanna quit. And that's okay. Because it's in those moments, Lord, that we can focus on you. That we can let you develop our faith even more. That we can choose to fight. I pray, Lord, for everyone here. That, Lord, we would choose to apply those three principles as we continue to run the race that you have set before us. Help us to remember that you are with us. And let us run in such a way that when all is said and done, we can say, I have fought the good fight and I have finished the race your race that you set before us. Thank you, Lord, for loving us. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for having faith in who we are as well. We love you, we thank you, and we pray for all these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Wow. Whoa. I feel like he just reached down and grabbed my guts and pulled it all out. You know, in a way, because this was a really important message. And Christian, what did you get from this? What was the thing that stuck out for you? I mean, I just loved when he said that, you know, when quitting times come, to remember why we're running. You know, in my life, when I found quitting points, is it was hard. But when I got through it and I saw, you know, I saw the things that I went through, it made it even better. It's like, you know what, I got through that Because of the Lord, you know, and I, like, you put your faith in the Lord, you look at the Lord, and all that stuff, like he said, it just goes away. And that's what I got, you know? Like what he said about Job, you know, if Job had quit, he wouldn't have seen the beauty of God. And for me, it was, um, a lot of my quitting points, or my main quitting point, didn't come out there in the world. It was, ironically, after I started really participating in, in church you know it was i would spectate i would come i would attend church and i would spectate church for many years and it wasn't until i actually wanted to run the race that i felt god you know had put in front of me and so i started to actually serve in the church and everything and i thought i was doing so good and and then some bad times happened in my life and i was like whoa what is going on i'm doing my devotions I'm praying, I'm going to church, I'm serving now. I thought it was going to be easy. And I think that's where a lot of us may get discouraged. Because we think, if I go to church and I turn my life around, it'll be great. You know, and it started to look up and things happened. And I thought, what is going on? And I'm so glad that the faith, the second point, which was faith, was really something that I latched on to. Because Job's story and Paul's story and Joseph's stories um, helped me to look past what I was going through, the circumstances that I was going through at that moment. And I had to ask myself, do I have the faith to know that God has a plan for me and he is with me and he's going to see me through this time right now? Or am I going to be a circumstantial, just through the good times kind of Christian? And this was the point in my life where I was like, I'm not quitting. Quitting. I am here because God wants me here. I'm not here because it's easy. My life was never easy before, and I'd rather suffer with him and come out and see the beauty of him and see all the things that he has in store for us and the strength that he has for us, the love, the forgiveness, and everything that he holds dear for us. And I'm so glad that I didn't quit at that point. I'm so glad that, you know, it was a matter of, Lord, you are in control and if I really, really believe what I'm saying out loud then I am going to stick through this and I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight for my life and I'm going to fight for the race that you have planned for me. And I, th- and I just want somebody, anybody in here it's not by mistake or coincidence that you're hearing this message tonight. You know, this was a really powerful look through yourself, sift through the junk kind of message and bring it Fight. Fight for your family. Fight for your life. Fight for your health. Fight for whatever it is that you may be going through because God is with you. Amen? Amen. All right. Great message. I'm all fired up. Thank you, Pastor Ben, for that. That was really great. So can we just, can we just close in prayer? Father, we just we thank you for this wonderful message. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your love. And we just thank you for this time together. And if there's anybody out there, Father, that is feeling like quitting right now, remove it. In Jesus' name, remove that that feeling, that temptation, that feeling of defeat, of doubt, of anything that is not of you, Lord. We ask this, and we know that you are all-powerful. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say Amen. amen.